0: Well, well, well! Look at these morose mother truckers right here. You showed up on Comic Book Day, which is on a Wednesday. You're listening to a podcast, and that means this is you, yes, a comics kid. And in this corner, weighing a lean, mean 188 pounds. Shit! Maybe when uh, I was in sixth grade. Oh. <laughs> Latin Nightmare, the CEO of U.S. Comics, John Diablo Revere! Ah
1: yeah, and I am joined this week as every week. By the COO of U.S. Comics, the wizard to my Travis Bickle, the Joey to my Jake LaMotta, the damn Tommy DeVito to my Jimmy the Gent. It is
0: Charlie Mean Gene Rivera. What's up, sucker butt? Ah, oh, man, I'm uh, I'm feeling good on this beautiful Wednesday. Wink. Oh, yeah. Wink! It's <laughs> Wednesday that we're recording this. Uh, wait, it's wait, very wait, much wait,
1: wait. not. Today's not Wednesday. Oh, it's. I have got my medications all messed up.
0: Sorry, sorry. Uh, currently, <laughs> I am in Universal Studios Hollywood. Not Hollywood. Totally Florida. <laughs> I messed up where I'm going. That would be an awkward flight. Uh, I'm. Probably I don't know what going- you said, little boy. <laughs> uh, you want to know where there's a movie in Hollywood? Uh, I- <laughs> I've probably gone through the Ghostbusters Haunted House at Halloween Horror Nights about 30 times by now. Uh, and I'm probably posting it somewhere mm-hmm. on the internet. But we are recording uh, for you beautiful people. Because if it's a Wednesday, that means That's it's time right. for U.S. Comics Cast. Uh, How yeah. are you, time man?
1: displacement theory notwithstanding. <laughs> uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I got fresh stack of comics to go through and... Uh, it's uh you know it's hump day uh, as any other day. Um so you know no complaints
0: here. Very nice, very nice. I will uh, uh odd special shout out today to uh to a listener, a buddy of mine, at least he was. Uh but our buddy <laughs> Al Stoneburner. Uh, yes. I have I have Big Al. with all of his opinions. <laughs> and we will be coming to blows sooner or later yes. on this show about them. Yes. But I will just say this, you are Wrong, sir. But if you want to (laughs) talk to us ever, you can reach us on all of our social media. It is US Comics HQ, Instagram, Twitter, uh, the website, Facebook. It's all the same. That's
1: right. You can even email us. What the hell? Write us a letter. I don't care.
0: Yeah. I'm not paying for postage, though. So you throw a stamp (laughs) on there yourself. Uh, We have a slightly different format. If you listened a long time ago and you hop back in for this episode because Mm -hmm. of the amazing art that you saw on the cover uh it's real simple we each have 25 minutes we tell our story we pitch our pitch and uh we meet back up and we switch and that's we how it we have works. our
1: say and we're on our way
0: oh my oh my a new t-shirt all right yeah
1: yeah you like that
0: <laughs> so it's my that's week. some
1: don king shit right there son <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's my week to start this week I'm gonna dive right in because I am more than very excited oh, yeah. I am you dive a- in like it's
1: prom night baby
0: Tremendously excited <laughs> uh I've been kind of talking about it here and there in in drips and drabs but have you had the opportunity yet to read House of M uh, I'm sorry House of X of course yeah uh I gotta tell you man I was I was mocking this pretty hard just a few weeks ago it felt sure. like the problem with all comics i i complained about it just a couple weeks ago with dc doing this like now we have a timeline and stuff is different and we're without question house of x has completely realigned the world of marvel for mm-hmm. the better it is fixed so many problems with with what has happened to the x-men and in their stories for the last few years, uh, the Hickman is a genius, and I'm I'm just absolutely obsessed. I want to kind of dive into how different the world is and how this is the perfect example of a soft reboot. Um, you know what I think about relaunches? If you can't in a story, on the page, change your world, change your characters in a logical way, you mm-hmm. can't just be like, nope, now. Wolverine is a ninja again. Stop right, it! Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Instead, they invite they they invent. This is gonna be kind of spoilery. So if you haven't read House of X yet, fast forward, uh, suckers. Fast forward twenty five minutes from now, you can hear something totally, hopefully, not X Men related. But the big thing is, Charles Xavier and Magneto have come to an understanding unlike ever before. It's not this cheesy thing where. they've teamed up before and it's always been like i'm peanut butter and you're chocolate almost yeah almost constantly
1: they're together this is the first they have a real love hate definitely smashing (laughs) behind closed doors situation i'm pretty sure that's the reason why professor x is handicapped because magneto just gave him one vicious rogering too many boy boy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) i hate your guts
0: What's really really cool is it kind of unified their two philosophies. Um, there's there's this whole new mutant nation. It's this kind of living place. But what's what's really amazing about um, Krakoa is I think how you pronounce it.
1: Sure.
0: Okay. Um, that's I mean, it's the all weird.
1: imaginary. So the weird. Could, yeah. Exactly. You could call I'm it right. Pittsburgh if you wanted to.
0: What's really cool is first of all I'm not even hundred percent sure Xavier is Xavier. He's rocking the helmet, Cerebro, full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm Ish. like, ah.
1: it's 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 Cerebro adjacent. It's not even really Cerebro. It's though. like
0: super Cerebro with cheese. Yeah. It's the <laughs> Impossible Burger version of Cerebro. <laughs> but like this is worse, but also somehow better. Um, but it's made out of plants, so don't
1: worry about it.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of plants, Xavier broadcasts to the entire world. He's like, listen up, dickheads. We solved all sorts of stuff. If you're perfectly healthy, I can add five years to your life. Five. He's selling it like an infomercial. It's a, sol-
1: it's a solid pitch. All right, uh, Magneto. What if I told you <laughs> that I could add five years onto the end of your life and make you five years older than you would have been? What would you say? Well, golly gee, uh, (laughs) Professor, I don't know that that's possible. What have I told you? It was possible, and not only that, we're gonna give you a second can completely free of charge, just play shipping and handling. (laughs) Call the number now.
0: But what? (laughs) What I really (laughs) loved about it was it was like if you're if you're messed up, this'll probably cure you. Most, but wait, there's more. Um, (laughs) We're going to take the gimp out of your stimp You got it baby But what I really love is As opposed to I got to be honest Xavier's kind of bored me The last 10 years in the books Wow Um, Anytime they've tried to make him interesting They kind of give him a mustache to twirl (laughs) This was the first time They did kind of like a heel turn Kinda Where he's like listen I would have given you this free Cause I used to think I loved you, but right. I don't humankind love you. Human. Yeah, humankind can eat an ass. Yeah. Just well, kick rocks. You they have, have not been us. particularly kind to him. Well, what's amazing is, and and they've been teasing this for years. Uh, X Men vs. Avengers wasn't a book I loved. It was fun, but I didn't really love it. The things I did love about it, though, was everyone always doo-doos on Cyclops. But Cyclops was finally being like, hey, Captain America, fuck you. People have been trying to eradicate us for our history. My whole life, I've been persecuted by governments, gangs, militias, giant robots. What have the Avengers ever done for us? Mm. Screw Mm -hmm. yourself. This is the first time Xavier has, in essence, taken that logic and been like, holy, you're right.
1: Right, true. People don't care it's about true. it, so it's listen. A, it's a difference between preventative maintenance and taking your car into the mechanic <laughs> once it's clanking and spewing out black smoke from every orifice that it has. And you it's, know, They're the Avengers. They're not the preventers. And yeah. he, you know, Professor X wanted the mutant kind to be the preventers, basically
0: and and just no no love no respect for it i don't care how they paint those pictures and what's really great is this is an example of retconning logic into stories that already exist because yes, yes. we know in comics other groups don't help because that doesn't make an interesting story but that's not a real that's not storytelling that's that's tropey that's lazy yeah. this yeah, well, is them saying you know, like scrapping, no they did everything on purpose. And,
1: and throwing it away and, and completely restarting, you know, like we've discussed, that's that's very insulting, I feel, to those loyal, uh, the loyal consumers that have been slurping, you know, every panel up since God knows when, since they could scrape together a few coins, since they had a little change left from lunch, you know, from snack line, they have a little money left over, they're like, hey, I'm gonna go pick up an issue 762. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and that, that can be really, really problematic. Look, I understand that on a long enough timeline, um, you're ca- kind of continuing on a, a, a story that nobody remembers the beginning of. And, uh, you know, it certainly gets to that point. Um, but these are not ridiculously long timelines. You know, you're talking about, I mean, can they go five years without uh, hitting the reset button, so to speak? Uh, I I certainly don't think they have. I mean, we could put the research department uh, I, I, yeah, on it and, and see see if anyone has done it. It's you know I, I don't really think that's the case. And if, if you're telling me that the shelf life of comic book aficionados is five years, uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the snick snick because <laughs> you're just full of shit. It's yeah, it's just it's, lazy. It's,
0: it's lazy, and, and Hickman proves here you can change everything. And be like, nope! It all—it's all been a buildup this whole time. It's what's a, What's amazing is so now Xavier says, "Hey, you—you you want this miracle drug? It's for sale. It's not for give. We have right. a new island, we're our own country. That's the deal. We get to be part of the UN. We're like China. We're like the U.S. We don't mm-hmm. break any it's a, it's international laws. We're us. We right. want all the mutants." If a mutant is born and decides they want to acknowledge uh, Krakowia as their land, it's done. Citizenship granted. Diplomatic you
1: know, immunity. What's really amazing to me, and, and some there are some things that are done, and it's not just done in comic books. I mean, in, in really all uh, you know, fictions out there, there are certain parallels that you can see um, that have... They 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 kind of have they have uh, a second life so to speak. Like they carry throughout, and even when you do have, you know, uh, we'll call them lazy to be to be a uh, generous um contributors. Uh, sometimes your story arcs, uh, your foundations, your roots are so strong that even you know, doodoo. Uh, you know, due to shepherds are not gonna lose, you know, lose too much of the flock. Um, doesn't that sound very much like the, the real life situation for Israel when Israel 100%. came to be as its own as as a nation as the homeland, so to speak? They said, hey, look, you know, if you have those roots, if you if you have the Jewish, uh, connections, come home. You're always welcome home. Always, always, always. And, you know, obviously Magneto having one of, if not, it's arguable, but one of, if not the singular best uh origin stories with with his you know with his suffering uh you know as a Jew during the holocaust and being separated from his family and having that trauma activate his mu- I mean whoever sincerely like whoever had not just the the gumption to put that content out there but to even think of it up uh the first in the first place you know that fever dream that they woke up from they <laughs> deserve some kind of medal because that is genius so having that connection um, I I think is really freaking awesome and obviously again the X-Men even when they first came out they were um, they were really analogous of the whole civil rights movement and and all those uh, those people who are you know individuals who are uh, secretly so to speak very very powerful but are somehow uh, you know in one way or another being you know kind of stepped on and, and pushed down and the eventual struggle to raise up and i
0: mean this is just a prime
1: example of that type of storytelling
0: and it's it's just brilliant because when i say they're they're marrying the philosophy of Magneto who's a villain traditionally and professor x who was supposed to be the flip side of the coin they're marrying goody, it goody, in a beautiful yeah. way because the the so they establish like their own laws they establish mutant laws This silent council made up of mutants some some were villains who have been forgiven under the new mutant laws. Others are classic heroes. The three laws are make more mutants. They're like, go out, love population growth, but avoid extinction. We survive because every single other big X-Men story has been about them being eradicated.
1: Right, right.
0: I mean, literally every
1: every every what if every you know uh, extension of the timeline it is not <laughs> it is not going well for yeah. mutant kind at the end of that given road um and then uh, you know in a lot of them you're you're looking at literally the final chapters of these things um which is you know which is kind of sad when you think about uh collectively and you know if if this was a, a historical true group of people. I mean, the the ultimate sacrifices that were made and how many times they pulled us uh, as a planet, as a species, as, you know, how many times they even save us from ourselves, so to speak, and this is the thanks they get. That's just messed up. I mean, that's when, you know, fantasy for, you know, for Kali craziness um, echoes real life because, uh, you know, absolutely. unfortunately, that's that's very much a truth.
0: I think it's, isn't it pron- pronounced Krakoa? That sounds Right. But I've never I've never done anything but read it. Krakoa makes a lot more sense. I keep wanting to say Croatia is the problem. No, no. Somebody already called dibs on that. But um, the, the second law is always it, it like as much as I love make more mute and survive. It sounds like it could have violent undertones. The second law is murder. No man. And then they kind of define it. And I think it's issue three or four. They say, uh, like, you're a higher being, so you have to have a higher moral position. You mm-hmm. can't kill the ants around us. And let's be yes, honest, yes. they're ants, which is like, no, it's true. this is metal as hell.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, you know, the the, the best stories are the ones that, you know, ha- have uh, have roots in reality. And when you think about it, um, when when they have the conversations, and you know, not to get political, but especially in this country now, you have like a very clear divide between people who have, um, let let's just say almost a militant moral standing about certain things. But if you took away the you know the 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 political aspect of certain things and lining people up right and left and red and blue, um, if you just speak to to people. Uh, on a certain level and say okay well if you know is there a certain responsibility of the powerful to take care of the weak or at least to to not do any harm don't go out of your way to hurt um you know hurt something that's less powerful than you if there's a kid you know wander, if there's like a, a toddler you know shuffling around in the middle of the highway they're not saying necessarily you have a uh, an obligation to get out of your car and go grab the kid one would think that your impulse would make you do that. What they're saying is, you know what? Just don't intentionally swerve into the lane that that goofy kid is, is, you know, puttering around in. I mean, there's, there's, there's certainly a big difference there. Um, but, I, you know, and, and, and somebody like me would say, what are you, some kind of asshole? Get the fuck out. Look, you got a responsibility. You don't just sit around for a couple <laughs> of hours or some signs. You go find that fucking dog. Um, you know, so so I would say, no, you absolutely should do go above and beyond, especially if you are particularly able. But look, not everybody has that feeling. And I understand it again. It's 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 mirrored so well in the comics because it's exactly the
0: the conversation that's being held right now. And it's and it's awesome. And what's really cool, too, is I keep getting. Like you said before, the X-Men are these amazing characters that kind of take on everyone's, every small group's cause, kind of. Sure, they are, big and small. They are uh, black people during the civil rights um, conversation that's still going on. Sure. They are yeah, the sure. gay people who were mm-hmm. hated and vilified, and some went... Yeah, real it's the entire left.
1: LGBTQ community even to this day absolutely um there and and the crazy thing was also they made it a, a very they made a real uh, conscious decision to make sure that many of these characters they fall into multiple categories so it's not enough that you're that you, that you have like fish gills, and, uh, you know, and that you fly, but you've got to be, you know, you, your feet have to be out and you're not allowed to cut your toenails. It's not enough, but also as well as, you know, you have to be, uh, you know, you, you have to be a a conjoined twin. Oh, thanks a lot, God. I really
0: appreciate that. Now, don't make it any any fucking harder for me. Appreciate it. Thank, thanks a lot. What's really cool, though, is with their third law, Respect This Sacred Land, they've taken on a real, like indigenous people vibe to me Mm. um it it has this weird like uh their their land their island is alive it's a mutant so like it's a mutant has to be respected as one it can never be treated as property it's this very cool like symbiotic relationship with these flowers that not only make like the human cancer cure it also like lets them teleport it's like nice. it sounds stupid on paper. When I first read it, I was like, that's dumb. Now I'm like, yo, humans are pissing themselves. Cause these guys <laughs> can show up in Germany, Japan, Chicago, Detroit, yeah. wherever they planted a flower. It's so awesome. But what's really, really great is as I'm as I'm falling more and more in love with this story, I get reminded how metal, pun intended, Magneto is. He's talking to these jabron delegates, right? And he just turns to them, and he straight up says, "Uh, you have new gods now. Wow. You know, freaking Professor X is doing backflips to be like, listen, I'm pissed, but I'm still a reasonable guy. Magneto's (laughs) in the back of a hoopty, going, fuck you! (laughs) It's fucking awesome storytelling. And what's great about it is humans immediately panicked. He tells them something along the lines of, I, I don't have the line in front of me, but it was something like, listen, we're not the scared, silent minority anymore. We're powerful. We're better than you. Fuck yourself. It's awesome, John. It's just so
1: cool. Yeah, no, it's it's outstanding. It really is. I mean, for for me, especially as uh, you know, as a reader of Uncanny X Men all throughout the eighties and stuff like that. Um, the how how about the the Moira reveal? <laughs> Un- that, first of all, that- I hated it. At talk first. about like. Real, did you really? I freaking loved it. When lovely, they were lovely.
0: like, guess who's always been a I was like, boo, <laughs> boo. It's telling me Batman. But then they were fly. like,
1: but wait, there's Dude,
0: more. What an incredible power.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Just amazing. I mean, not for anything. Um, ultimately, at its core, I think comic books are uh, secret wishes revealed, so to speak. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, you, you'll kind of just be going around, you know, going around, just put around your regular day. And there are those sorts, boy, I wish I, if only I could, wouldn't this be great that that kind of mental masturbation that gets us through the day uh, many, many <laughs> days. Um, the fact that it's not only that she has that ability that she that she's that she's immortal, basically, that she just comes back and pu- comes back and comes back. It's that she retains.
0: It's Groundhog's Day. It retains- <laughs> Holy God! She's it's, Bill it's, Murray yeah, but, in Groundhog's like Day.
1: I, can you imagine just like as a little goofy one year old, you know, occasionally still pissing in pants, you're like. Man, I really should have stuck it in that prom night. It should have happened. What was I thinking about? I'll get him next time. You know like that ability to to what, you know the conversations you have with yourself. If I could just go back knowing what I know now.
0: Er, meet Moira 19. Yeah. It's
1: unbelievable. It's just absolutely unbelievable.
0: I I I it became something I like loved passionately, especially yeah, since great. she's having these conversations with Xavier. Um, I, without totally spoiling the 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 last issue, yeah, yeah, the spoilers, and it does it does carry over into the next series, which I knew it would. That's kind of Hick- Hickman's style. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that it became such a central thought of like, well, where's the new, where's the new Moira? What's what's happening? Because we knew that she kind of set Xavier on a path. Because the big thing is she's seen a bunch of endings already. Doesn't end well. (laughs) It always goes wrong unless we do something different. And this is that something different. They've managed to change everything about the X-Men, and yet it's all been an evolution. uh, Jean Grey and Emma Uh Frost are like having drinks together. Logan and Cyclops are are chums. It's as if everyone, they were put on an island, and Xavier Magneto was like, cut the shit. Us versus them. <laughs> I don't care that Logan tried to boink your wife. Deal with it. And hey, Cyclops was like, yeah, good point. They've, they've
1: pretty much acknowledged uh, without that, even from the beginning, that freaking Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Wolverine have been a thruple. Like, that is, mm-hmm. that is canon at this point. It is the three of them. Just some hairy, whiskered, red-headed, blind-ass, uh, triple kisses. Uh, it's it's just but I, happening. I,
0: I love people that, need to
1: get you know used to it.
0: I love that someone was watching <laughs> out for my affinity for Cyclops. Not that if Cyclops tomorrow was a gay character, I would <laughs> like him any less. But some character like wrote that scene and then was immediately like ah. Uh, do you remember that scene in Strike Back where Jay's like, well, not to be all the way gay. Sometimes I still roll with Emma Frost, too. Like, I'm, I think that, that relationship circle is just going to get freaky as hell. Moira's going to get man. involved. Emma, Jubilee's hot ass, uh, Storm. You know she's going to shave a mohawk and be into some weird shit. They'll hang out Look, with man, T'Challa. You're, when you're it's living on hot. an
1: island that's really a giant plant and also a mutant, Freaky stuff happens, brother. No judgment. I just feel
0: like every night is like, when the base hits the floor, the floor <laughs> is the base. Oops, oots, oops. And just people get, it's like that scene in Matrix 2 where it's just like a, a dance orgy. Um, but also one thing I really, really just couldn't get over when you talk about defining characters and redefining and giving them their edge, everyone who hasn't read comics in the last 10 years is like, Cyclops is a bitch. One of my favorite scenes in all of House of X is Cyclops goes to the Fantastic Four and they capture the Fantastic Four captured Sabretooth, I think. Yes. And Cyclops shows up. He's like, nah, that's uh, he's a mutant. He he's answers okay. to mutant laws, So I'm uh, I'm going to take him. And the Fantastic Four is like, yeah, we don't think that's great. He's like, hey, assholes, um, let me ask <laughs> you a fun little question. The fuck were you when we were being attacked by Sentinels? where all of us almost got wiped out where were you did you help mm-hmm. smartest stretchy motherfucker of all time did you help and then if that wasn't good enough he turns the little freaking franklin who who ever since it came out that franklin was a mutant i feel like all the x-men have been like we're gonna get you brother and cyclops <laughs> is just like hey man you can come just to your real time you can come to your real family whenever you want Oof. we're we're ready for you always Your real family. And I was like, damn, in front of Reed? You're just gonna be like, fuck this stretchy racist motherfucker. Fuck him.
1: Like I did not even know he had a microphone, (laughs) but somehow he dropped it. It
0: was I mean, it's just I've been I've been seeing glimpses of this version of Scott for so long, and I've been such an Well, I mean forever defender of him.
1: His heel turn pretty much showed the you know how how upside down that character could get from what people thought they knew of him as. But, the, the you um, know, Cyclops question. was right.
0: I own the T-shirt for a reason. He's not <laughs> wrong. He's not wrong. Previously, that, my friend, is time. Nice. <laughs> it's so literally if you that did sit through totally this, stolen. But it's been too long and I don't care. Charlie says, fuck Denmark. It's, so, it's literally, X-Men have become AEW for me. I'm literally like, hey, X-Men, wow. X-Men. Uh, <laughs> to the death. Dependent. And again, I'll tell you, all that stuff I thought out the gate was corny. And by issue three, I was drooling for yeah, every... Sometimes you
1: just have to give things enough time. It's also but you know gorgeous. What? You are out of time, so foot the shuck up. Because <laughs> it's my turn now. Um, so Hit it with in the any case... <laughs> um. So So... There's something that I wanted to talk about, and you know what the mutants. I'll I'll, I'll give a little little uh, little shout back to Charlie's topics. The mutants, especially in their new iteration with the new kind of uh, approach that they're taking, they they really uh, personify it very very well. That sometimes, regardless of what the what society is saying, um, what even common sense may be saying to you. You have to stick with your own, and um, oh, you know sometimes that, that can like? be very, very hmm, that can be very difficult, uh, especially when your own quote unquote is just galactically wrong in your own personal opinion. But that you know, but but when push comes to shove, it's ride or die, right? So um, in Hollywood land, there is perhaps. No greater set of eyebrows other than my own, John <laughs> Rivera, than that of Marty Scorsese. Those eyebrows do not quit. They haven't <laughs> thought about quitting. The man hasn't had to buy a pair of sunglasses in ever because those bushy caterpillars effectively keep the sun and glare out of his beautiful peepers <laughs> and uh, one might argue, maybe that's what makes him such a great director. Uh, and, and you cannot deny that he is an absolutely He's a amazing and gifted genius director. Um, you know, the, those, those eyes, uh, you know, and the talent that have brought him, brought us uh, films like the upcoming Irishman, which I am just absolutely at full chub overseeing. I may see it in the theater. I may see it on Netflix, Fuck it, I may see it both uh, both places. Wolf of Wall Street, The Departed, The Aviator, Gangs of New York, Casino, Cape Fear, Goodfellas, Raising Bull and Damn, Taxi Damn, Driver. This man obviously knows cinema, right? This guy is, if there is an expert, this is that expert. Without If with, there's going to be someone you, anybody. you go
0: to, it's it kind of seems yeah, like Yeah,
1: I mean, absolutely nobody can deny that he knows cin- cinema the question is does he know what's not cinema <laughs> because <laughs> um all I have been hearing about whether I've wanted to or not has been the 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 commentary from Marty uh, when when you know him personally like I do you can call him Marty so I give you permission for the for the sake of this podcast Marty! um so Marty's commentary, but then the inevitable deluge of responses, <laughs> it has been unbelievable. Honestly, and, and I've given this some thought because I was, you know, kicking around what I wanted to talk about. I knew that this was what I wanted to talk about. The question was, well, will Charlie jump on that gravy train first? But but my thinking was, it really hasn't been this level of uh, chatter since Bill Maher's comments about Stan Lee, am I am I right? Is do you it's, think that's a fair it assessment? Is,
0: it is very very similar.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's people. It, you know, it, it's like people who have not um, been comic book heads in a long time are, are 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 chiming in about it. So, so obviously there are the people like uh, Taika Watiti and Kevin Smith who are who are consistently on the on the forefront they're on the front lines of the the comic book uh slash cinematic world um you know and one can imagine like you you could we can make a a parlor game out of um making the you know matching comments to like uh to the the cinematic, um, uh, you know, uh, names, uh, celebrities, what have you. So obviously, people like uh, Watiti and, and Kevin Smith, of course, they're gonna come. You know, they're gonna come correct. And and the funny thing is to to me, and and obviously, let me be, let me go on record as saying, um, I I patently disagree with uh, with with Marty. And and again, uh, I hope that it's very clear how much respect. Personally, that I have for him and, that, and his work and, and all that jazz. And I love his movies. Um, but, you know, so so here he came along and, and I got a little myself. So obviously, for <laughs> those who don't know, if anyone is not is unaware of it, I, I don't know how that can happen. But you know, the, the strange thing is possible, happen, I guess it's possible. So he came along and basically um, dismissed specifically the Marvel movies as not being proper, quote unquote, cinema. Um, and that uh, and that, you know, again, obviously a lot of filmmakers specifically have had responses for because there has the, the, the gamut of talent and respect and um, kind of cachet of the directors, specifically the directors that have come along and put their stamp on quote-unquote comic book movies or even if you just want to just want to specifically say the marvel movies because that's where his first initial uh shots were fired um obviously they sprang to to comment damn sam jackson was one of the very first to to respond and sam jackson has has one of my favorite parts in one of my favorite scorsese movies um (laughs) he was like why don't you
0: go to hell yeah
1: yeah Watch us shave them eyebrows motherfucker (laughs) um but um but so anyway so so marty has just recently come back to the table Which, you know, if if this uh, fervor had started to die down a little bit, just lifted right back up to to kind of first thing, uh, you know, first thing you see and hear about when you wake up. So his his newest commentary was um, what has to be protected is the singular experience of experiencing a picture, ideally with an audience. But there's room for so many others now, and so many other ways. There's gonna be crossovers completely. The value of a film that's like a theme park film, um, so so you know, so he he now is, uh, I, I don't want to say that he, he's he's not doubling down, you know, right? He he's not, um, he's kind of he's clarifying. Not coming. He's well he's attempting to clarify to me I think he is attempting to clarify what his original commentary was you know it, it kind of like the amusement park analogy um being yeah that's clearly a different experience it's um you know and and he specifies it's not cinema it's something else whether you go for that or not so he's not coming um, you know, he's, he's not pulling a, like a, like a, like an Alan Moore situation. He's like, that sucks. You suck. Your mother sucks. Slam the door. It's not like that. Um, he, he's kind of he saying specifically it's two chose not to different things. Well, you, you, you know, he what? said At it least wasn't for him, but he didn't say it was back. bad. Well, well that's, that's exactly right. But now one would argue, um, when you politely want to say you think that something sucks or that you would rather fucking it's not gouge for your me. Own eyes kind out. Of the- it's it's not for me. Look. Hey Charlie, I want you to meet this chick. Uh, you know, she's got a good personality. She's not really for me, but hey, maybe <laughs> you'll like her. Well, well fuck you very much. Clearly, <laughs> this is this is a she dog from the third level of hell. Go eat a dick, motherfucker. It's yeah, it's it's, it's, <laughs>
0: it's a it's a way to kind of tell you, mm, I think this sucks. Well, you you know the you know the big problem is when I when I read this originally, um, Wolf of Wall Street has somehow become one of those movies I watch all the fucking time. <laughs> it well, is, it's it's on it's on a lot. It is in no John. I take the Blu Ray out and I yeah, put it. Yeah, that's what I'm in, saying. When you put the Blu-ray in and press play, it's almost on all the time. <laughs> it's it's I, I and it's more for just sweet baby Harley Quinn. I promise, it's <laughs> such an infinitely watchable flick. It feels yeah. good to watch. There's something about it that's mm-hmm. magic. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so when I when I heard this from from my boy Marty. At least for terms of this pot, I promise I'll go back to <laughs> Mr. Scorsese when we finish recording. Um <laughs> exactly. When I when I heard this quote, I kind of leaped to his defense. And I my first really? thought was this. God, nerds are so sensitive. I I went on this uh-huh. whole roller coaster in my brain of like <laughs> Of this weird world, were you I looking created. in the mirror when you said this? Well, uh, let me let me explain my full thought, and it will be a <laughs> callback to the very very opening of the show. I had all these thoughts where I'm like, he, who cares if this guy who does something I love doesn't love the stuff I do? He's not. Oh. If 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 Marty Scorsese told me that chasing Amy was bad, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, he doesn't get chasing Amy. Because chasing Amy to me is the artiest art that ever arted to me. When I first saw it, it was at the perfect time in my life. It resonated well. Um, it it meant and means the world to me. It's not something that someone could take away. It doesn't. They, people can point out that you can see the camera crew and the reflection and the rain. I don't. Even if care. he calls you a tracer. Even if, especially if he calls me, I would just be honored he knew a quote. But (laughs) then he'd be like, "What? What quote?" (laughs) Just a couple days ago, or yesterday, actually, based on when we're recording this, our friend Al shared his opinion of AEW, and he was like, "AEW is overrated and not good." And I like almost flipped over a table. I was like, "I'll (laughs) kill you!" (laughs) How long is gonna take me to get to Connecticut? I am the sensitive nerd. (laughs) That I hate when people don't see what I see. And I immediately Mm. jump to things I feel like I have to defend. There's something, though, about comic book movies as a broad thing. All the Marvel movies. I love watching Marvel movies. I don't love Marvel movies. I love the experience. Mm. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Sorry, I didn't Sorry. kill you You just had a lot, a lot of my, uh, my AKGs acting up Hold on a second <laughs> Alright, it's good it's, there's, it's, it's
0: there's, the, there's the outliers There's the movies, again, that are on constant play That are brilliant, sure. that I love And one of them is Dude, Iron if, Man if, 3 if, Arguably uh, not a good uh, movie
1: Wow, see, I would not have That's not the one I would have pulled uh, Out of your proverbial fire Because if, if oh, Charlie no. was given oh, the no. choice Oh <laughs> of of literally salvaging my worthless life even for another couple days maybe you know you can get a lot done in days in a few days if you're properly motivated or having taken away from him his one and only copy of say guardians of the galaxy i i may I have to start planning my of the galaxy. how i want to be buried what music i want played you know like the restaurant afterwards because um, Charlie is very much in love with many of the Marvel movies, so I am, I am, uh, There's just, I am righteously
0: surprised. You know over what it here. is? There's just so many of them that there I'll are. never there watch are. again. Okay. So it's like I don't look at comic book movies as this magic thing. I look at certain comic book movies the way I look at Chasing Amy, or the way I look at Ghostbusters. Or, uh-huh. or the way I look at Wolf of Wall Street, these sure. go beyond their, their subject matter, even, or their style. They become uh-huh. this expressive, living thing. And to a lesser extent, I wind up obsessed with other movies that are like, again, arguably bad. If someone wants to sit and tell me that I shouldn't like Ghostbusters 2, they can kiss my ass. I love Ghostbusters wow. 2. If someone yeah, sits and yeah. they tells me that Ghostbusters 2 isn't structurally a fantastic movie, I'm like, yeah, good point. Lulu, Lulu, going to watch it now. <laughs> right, right.
1: Um, well, well, that's the thing. I mean, like art, um, you know, art in any of its uh, iterations to me. And, and this is something that I have been very much on the record of saying consistently. Uh, is that art is subjective? Art in all forms, whether it's movies, whether it's uh, paintings, whether it's literature, whether it's you know anything, whether it's you know uh, naked girls in body paint in Times Square, uh, it's subjective. Their prices are not subjective. They charge <laughs> way too much. Um, that is not up for debate. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, arts. Um, you know kind of the, the 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 right of certain art forms or or styles or what have you uh, the worthiness of them to exist that is not you know that is not up for freaking debate art is art is art now don't get me wrong uh, i'm not a moron i'm not saying that jay and silent bob and you know taxi driver let's say or raging bull I'm not saying that they are the same thing. Um, it's unfortunate that our society or our species or you know whatever the grouping that you want uh, to, to label in, that's in between those terms has such a need to classify and to put labels on things. Why would those two uh, entities be considered in any realm to be the same thing? Why? Because... You watch them both in the same place yeah, because I, they occur in the same building because they roughly uh, go about the same process of being produced. I mean, I don't think even that that's the case because Jay and Silent Bob was probably put together in three months, where something like Raging Bull may have taken three freaking years. You know, I, yeah, I don't know the, the specifics, but they're not the same. Nobody. With any um, you know with a straight face can possibly say the same that say that they're the same it's nuts.
0: It's weird though because I think what it comes down to for at least me is how strong is the foundation under something being criticized at this point anyone who criticizes Kevin Smith is a know-nothing hack because <laughs> the guy has delivered things, that people like me endlessly love. I love Jersey Girl, considered a, a failure. I love Red State. I love on uh, Bob Strike Back. I love I love his work, in a in terms of his work. If it's a Kevin Smith movie, there's something about it I probably love. That speaks sure, there's to something
1: me. in it for you. Yeah, absolutely. So there's no and, reason. And the same thing can be said for Marty Scorsese movies. You uh, know, or like, like or Marvel we movies. Have... That That's very but true. But the thing now, about now, the three, Tim...
0: let me just cut you off real quick. The sure, thing about ahead, the please. three that share something is they all have sturdy foundations. They have had now a decade at least of proof that they are loved. That people, that people adore it, that someone cherishes every moment on every film strip. When something's newer, like, let's say, Joker, um, or yes. if it's something that's not a movie, something like AEW Wrestling, it doesn't have years and years of people, for the most part, saying, no, this is amazing. So it becomes right. a, a, a more sensitive wound the desire right, right, to right. jump to its defense is more immediate after i saw joker and i read reviews or watched reviews and people were like well it's kind of shallow it doesn't i i found myself getting annoyed <laughs> because i'm like How well no, know what it's they too, like it's too new don't take away this thing that i'm not sure is going to live in the zeitgeist forever don't ruin it for me something like marvel i don't think can be ruined i was shocked at People being shocked.
1: Well, well, that's a thing too. Is is when something is seen uh, or something is kind of like uh, ingested on such a large scale. Um, singular voices uh, really can't. You know, it's it's like trying to get a trying to get a, a an arrow into the hide of a freaking you know of a killer whale. Like it's not gonna you're, you're not gonna do it. Buddy. Yeah, it's not going well. Um, good good luck. Good luck. Uh, sincerely um but when when it's a voice like Marty Scorsese, I think that's you know, that's more like a you know patriot missile flying at the poor little poor little orca. And he's just you know he just wants to get out of freaking Sea world it's been a long day he's at a, he's at a, a more than a forty hour work week um but yeah and and you know what it, it, to me at least also it's the fact that the distinctions are not necessarily really made even within the genre because this this desire, this necessity to classify, uh like you said, something like Joker to to even even if keep it on if you could keep it away from Marvel because they have had such massive financial yeah, such a success, long that that success. a lot of times will will armor them. but look at you know, look at something like Joker like you mentioned, and then which is you know, which is really being looked at as more of a cinematic event. Um, then, then something where like there's going to be 18 spinoffs and crossovers and things like that. Look at something like that, and and look at um, the the recent. Um, I don't know. Look at Suicide Squad, which had a version of the same character, which was almost universally panned. How can you put those two movies next to each other and say same thing? These are the same, and <laughs> um, you're going to classify them both the same, and uh, they're going to carry the same amount of, of you know of weight uh, value wise, like that's just nuts. Um, actually one of the, com- the, or the comment that, uh, that, that stuck out to me out of this entire, a uh, wave of commentary that, that came, um, after Scorsese's, uh, initial and then backup, uh, comments, uh, actually came from, to me, a, a kind of a surprising source. And it was Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> really? Um, you know, this, this legend, uh, of the NBA. And, uh, Uh, classic uh i mean one of the one of the brightest guys uh, i've ever had the pleasure of uh, hearing speak and uh certainly did really well on celebrity jeopardy so for me that automatically carries a lot of water um but but he also um kareem abdul jabbar also is a huge comic book guy he he wrote uh, he wrote some comic books, and um, you know he has a an intelligent approach. Where here's a guy who has kind of foots feet uh, in multiple worlds, so to speak. So I think that gives you a little objectivity. Um, and what he he was talking about was uh, Scorsese being culturally right, and that was that was interesting to me because I I hadn't heard that uh response uh as of yet uh he was actually in the hollywood reporter and he says admittedly he's a huge fan of superhero superhero films what they represent but that uh scorsese was making the distinction the distinction between high art and um you know blockbuster art you know blockbuster movies um, and th- this is the actual quote, because I'm sure I'm not doing it injustice. <laughs> Scorsese wasn't denigrating Marvel films so much as making a distinction between high art uh, that we might see in a museum or featured on NPR and regular everyday art that we might see on T-shirts and tattoos. Scorsese is stating the obvious, Rembrandt's The Storm on the Sea of Galilee is not on the same level as Coolidge's dogs playing poker, no matter how much those dogs make us smile. Nor will Peter Benchley's novel Jaws ever match the magnificence of Herman Melville's Moby Dick, despite selling millions more copies. Captain America will never be James Baldwin. Um, and, And... you know, look, I, I kind of geek out for intelligence. Uh, what a what a! I can hear it in your voice. Brow. I literally hear like the little. Oh over man, there. you you what you heard was the table getting lifted up a couple of inches because he is he like what an intelligent, um, uh, you know, well, I mean, just just the every word was 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 picked, uh, perfectly and and just landed. I mean. You know, you know, if I was the new Moira McTaggart, um I'd want to come back, you know, as as you know, as this freaking you know, freaking giant slam dunking genius. Um because he he you know Kareem really said it I think best. Um, you know, and with that type of uh you know, that that eloquent way of saying what Scorsese clearly wanted to say which is ironic because Scorsese's a, a you He's know like, very well job. spoken intelligent to guy to kind of yeah to to <laughs> right exactly to 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 put beautifully written words into simpler words um or or more correct words I should say um but yeah again I I com- now that being said I went I did a complete 180 and I went from fuck that big eyebrow motherfucker to <laughs> No, you know what he kind of has a point <laughs> hey, but bro. oh what that- a valid thought <laughs> oh my god I want to give him a hug on the back and I'll lend him my eyebrow brush um <laughs> so so yes yeah, so, yeah, so that's that all being said, fruit, you <laughs> <laughs> so so when you when you look at it um you know from from that vantage point about seven feet uh high um it, then then certainly it makes perfect sense the only uh, rebuttal that I would have would be, well, yeah, absolutely, that's completely correct. And and as Kareem stated, it is kind of a statement of the obvious. I don't think, that, I mean, there's always going to be some dissenting voices out there, some, you know, relative knuckleheads that are, you know, that are going to sincerely look you straight in the face and say, oh, you know, well, uh, Batman Begins is the best movie that's ever been made, ever. And they're, they're serious, um, you know, and then the the other ninety nine point nine percent of the population of of the uh, of the world that says, you know, that was a that was a great movie. Um, but they're not they're not going to be making the comparison between something like uh, Batman Begins and something like, uh, like Raging Bull. You know, because yeah. they're they're not in the same. Uh, you know they they're, they're not in the same conversation they never should be never 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 and that's okay uh, so ultimately a I agree too. with
0: uh, Kareem. it's it's a lot dumber than Kareem's but I think it made a, a good point <laughs> in the final <laughs> How dare you. in the final seconds uh what he said was he was like you know Martin Scorsese's he's wrong he's not looking at it from the right lens he made a superhero <laughs> movie uh, no disrespect to Jesus but the last temptation of Christ what else is it if not a story about a superhero? Um I thought it was a really, really succinct way of being like, yeah, it all depends what lens you're looking at, what those words even mean. But that is time, my friends. Nice. Uh very, very good stuff. You know what's so funny is I almost brought that topic to the table this week. That was uh that was for a you long time. My topic. And then I, I read the last issue of House of X and I was giddy. <laughs> Um, you guys know the drill. Uh, go ahead and find us on social media, U.S. Comics HQ. Tell us if you think we're crazy. Tell us if you think we're glorious like I know we are. But most important, mm-hmm. tell us something. Rate, comment, subscribe, wherever you're hearing this from. And we will be back for you not only every comic book day, but every Frickin' comic book day. I didn't know where I was trying to go with that. Until next <laughs> time for the CEO of U.S. Aww. Comics, King Dingling himself, John Rivera. I am the CEO. Mm-hmm. I'm not the CEO of the CEO. <laughs> of. I've <laughs> lost it. Promoted? I've dropped. <laughs> I've dropped all the already on vacation, I'm folks. I'm getting out of here. Marvel movies are bullshit. I'm with Morton. Morton, I called him. I'm losing it. <laughs> wow. I can't even do it, Ben. You're done, son. Get the hook. John, end the show. You have to end (laughs) the show now.
1: For the love of God, please end it. Pull the plug now.